Hey y'all, really quick before the episode gets started, I wanted to clear a few things up that I misspoke about in my last episode. Um, The last episode we talked about victim mentality and I spoke a little bit on Joseph. Um, I gave some wrong facts about Joseph um, and I just wanted to go ahead and clear those up really quickly. Um, Joseph had 12 brothers, not eight. Um, He was not the youngest son. Um, Benjamin was the youngest son. Joseph was the second youngest. Um, He didn't take Potiphar's position. Um, He was promoted. He was given the position as ruler over the land um, after he interpreted Pharaoh's dreams and Pharaoh realized that there was to be a great famine in the land and he didn't have anybody trustworthy enough to do that. So he gave that position to Joseph. Um, I never want to misrepresent the scriptures. I never want to misspeak about the scriptures. Um, And I take those things kind of seriously. So I realized my goof ups and I'm trying to make those correct now. So hopefully I didn't confuse you guys too much. Um, Hopefully you guys went behind me and, and, and studied for yourself and realized that I had, that I had misspoken and figured that out for yourselves. Um, If you haven't, I encourage you to do so. Um, Don't just take my word for it. Go behind me. Um, fact check me, um, read the scripture verses, read, read the scriptures for yourself and, and see that I am correct. And, um, if I'm not, tell me about it. Let me know. Um, I'm not going to get offended. I'm not going to be mad that you tell me that, Hey, Ginger, you said that, that, and that wasn't correct. You needed to say this. Um, excuse me. But I just wanted to kind of, I just wanted to go ahead and get that cleared, get that out of the way before the episode started. So anyway, here's the next episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks. Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Life in General podcast. I'm your host, Ginger Cole. So you're probably wondering where I have been the past two weeks. And to be honest, I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know. Um, I had every intention and every plan to release an episode these past two weeks and every single plan that I had fell through and it just wasn't meant to be y'all. It just wasn't meant to be. And I'm trying to let go of that and (laughs) just realize that sometimes it just doesn't work. Um, and that's just kind of where I'm at, but I'm sorry. I apologize to y'all that if, if y'all have been wondering where, where I've been, I've been here, um, trying to get through life. (laughs) Has anybody, does anybody have like weeks and months that are just, that, that you just wake up one day and you're like, what the heck? Where, where did it go wrong? Where did it all suddenly implode upon itself? Yeah, that's me. That's, that's where I'm at. Um, but anyway, (laughs) I'm back. I'm back now. Um, So I'm kind of excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Um, I'm always excited to talk about what we're going to talk about. I say that every episode, but I'm excited today still. Today we're going to be talking about waiting on the Lord, being in seasons of waiting and and waiting patiently for Him. Um, As some of you, as most of you probably know, um, Robert and I have been in a season of waiting, um, here, here very recently. And for the past three years, um, almost three years, not quite three years. Um, but we've been going through infertility. We have 
just recently experienced a miscarriage. Um, I'm not going to go super into all of that, but but we have been in this season of of having to wait patiently on God to to give us our heart's desires, to give us what what we want so desperately. Um, and through this season of waiting, I've learned a lot about God. I've learned a lot about His love and His kindness and His strength and His power. Um, and I just wanted to share a little bit of that with y'all. I felt like I'm probably not alone in my season of waiting. I know that we all go through seasons of waiting. We all have different things that we pray and ask God to please do. And we then have to wait for him to answer those prayers. And sometimes that can be really hard. It can be really hard to be patient and wait on God, even though, we know how good God is, even though we know how mighty and powerful he is. We're still human and we still have doubts and we still have fears and we still get impatient and frustrated. And thankfully, the Lord understands that and he is gracious and merciful to us. I'm not 100% sure how long this episode is going to be. I feel like it's going to be kind of a short one, but it, it may turn into being a long one. I don't know. Who knows? But... um the first place we're going to read today in, in our scriptures, and these are two scripture verses that have just really been, I don't know, pivotal, I guess, for me, and just things that I have clung to and, and, and verses that I've hold, held very tightly to and, and trusted the Lord in. Um, and the first one we're going to read is Psalm 130, verses 1 through 8. It's it's, it's this very small little chapter, um, but we're going to read the whole thing. And it says, Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord for my soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say, more than they that watch for the morning. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Now I want to focus kind of on uh, verse 5 and 6. I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his hope, in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say more than they that watch for the morning. If any of you follow me on Instagram, um, you have probably seen my Instagram stories about sunrises. I love sunrises. I wake up super early. Um, Robert leaves for work at about 530 every morning, and I'm usually up starting my day at that point. Um, so I often get to watch the sunrise. Um, sometimes I sleep in, but not all the time, but I love sunrises. I love the feel of them. I love the quietness and the almost quiet energy of anticipation of what the day is going to hold. Um, you can just feel it in the air and it's just to me so beautiful. But as I was reading this verse, a kind of image popped into my head and I want to share that image with you guys. Cause I think maybe 
at one point or another, we've all maybe felt this. Um, my favorite place to watch the sunrise is my front porch and is sitting on my, on my front porch swing um, with a hot cup of coffee in my hand. That just, oh, if you want to talk about peace and like Ginger's happy place, that is it. <laughs> that is my happy place. I love that feeling. Oh my gosh. It just is amazing. But I had this picture in my head of what waiting on the Lord looked like. Um, so I'm going to kind of paint that picture for you guys. So imagine this, you're sitting on the front porch. It's about 55 degrees outside, pretty chilly. You're wrapped up in a nice little warm blanket or, or, or a comfy sweatshirt. You got a hot cup of coffee in your hand. Um, the sun hasn't even come up over the treetops yet, but you can see the glow of it. You can see the purples and the pinks and the blues and the yellows and the oranges. And you're, you're quietly waiting in anticipation for those first few rays of sunlight to top those trees and come to you. You can feel the wind rustling through the treetops. You feel the quiet little breeze on your face. You hear the birds chirping. Everything seems to be tinging with energy and and anticipation for the morning to come. And yet you're sitting there and at the moment, you're a little lonely. You're kind of cold. You're maybe a little bit tired because maybe you didn't sleep super good that night. And you just feel a sadness kind of linger over you. But you're trying to be patient. You're trying to wait for that, for those rays of sunlight to come towards you because you know once you see that, suddenly all of your cares and your fears and your worries will melt away. Suddenly you feel the swing move. And you look to your left and you see Jesus sitting there with you. He doesn't say anything. He simply smiles and turns his face to watch the sunrise. But just the thought of his presence being there, just the, just the idea of him sitting there next to you suddenly gives you this peace and this hope of what, of what the day is going to hold. And suddenly you feel revived. You feel joyful. You feel an immense joy and peace like you've never felt before. And you're sitting there and you're, and you're squirming in your seat like a little two-year-old. And you, you look at Jesus and you go, when is it going to come? When is it going to be here? I'm ready for it to be here. And he quietly looks at you and he smiles and he says, just be patient. Just wait. So you turn back and you're sitting there and you're, and you're anticipating it. It's, it's coming. It, it's fixing to top the treetops and you can just feel it. And you look at Jesus and you're like, I'm ready for it to be here. You need to make it be here now. And he quietly turns to you and smiles and says, just be patient. So you turn back and suddenly there it is. The sun tops the treetops. It bursts light into the field and into the areas around you. And you feel the warmth and you feel the the sun glistening and you see the beauty of it. And it just takes your breath away. Because you just feel the warmth and you feel the joy and you know that that day is going to be good. 
that's kind of where I'm at. I feel like I'm in that moments, in the moments right before the sun comes over the treetops. And I know that some of you probably are with me in the in in feeling a little lonely and a little sad and a little frustrated and and just ready for it to be here already. You're ready, ready to know whether it's good or bad. You just you're in that waiting and you don't like it and it's uncomfortable and and you just you're asking God, when is it going to be here? And he quietly turns to you and he says, "Just be patient." And that is what I feel like the Lord is telling us in this passage of scripture. He's telling us to just be patient. Just wait for him because it's going to be so much better and so much more beautiful than we ever thought it ever would be. I'm going to be really honest with you. My life has not turned out the way that I thought it would. 15-year-old Ginger, when she thought about what her life was going to look like, this wasn't exactly what she had planned. It wasn't it wasn't what I thought it would be. But in some ways it is so much better and so much more beautiful than I ever ever could have imagined it would be. And I just I can feel that quiet energy, that quiet anticipation. And it and it kind of tingles a little bit inside of me and 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 it's just this quiet hope of of what life will look like one day. And I can put my hope in that. I can put my hope in the Lord because I know how good and gracious and kind he is. Because I know his love for me and because I know that he that this wasn't his will it wasn't his will for women to have to suffer as much as 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 we have when it comes to having children but it does happen unfortunately it happens because there is sin in the world it happens because of the fall of man but it wasn't his original plan and i feel as if god's sorrows right along with us when we sorrow and when we're in travail, he's with us there in that moment. And I know oftentimes we feel as if God is nowhere to be found when we are in those seasons of frustration and waiting for our life to begin. And we feel as if he's left us. But he's not. He's sitting there in the swing with us. He's just being kind of quiet. God is not a God of of loud and boisterous. He doesn't have this loud, boisterous voice that is deep and it comes over the loudspeakers and you can just feel it. That's not God. God is quiet. God is intimate. God is peaceful. That small whisper inside of you that you feel welling up, you know that's God. God is quiet and he is still. He is in those still, small voices. And just in this season of waiting, in this season of being patient and having to wait on God, I have realized just how quiet he really is and how beautiful those still, small voices can be and 
how precious those moments are because without those moments of fear and without those moments of of sadness and and longing and and waiting we would never appreciate how beautiful the sunrise is I talked a little bit about this um, on my Instagram. I posted a picture of the sunrise and, and said, you know, without the sadnesses, without the, the, the trials and the tribulations that we go through in life, we would never appreciate how, how good life is when it is good. We would never be able to appreciate that. So God causes us to go through these seasons of waiting so that we can fully appreciate and fully absorb ourselves into those seasons of joy and peace and gladness and and when our when our prayers have come to fruition and God has answered our prayers if we didn't have the moments of doubts would we really be able to appreciate the moments of hope you can't have one without the other you can't have joy without sadness you can't have peace without um, chaos. You have to have one with the other. Um, and I feel like that's just something the Lord has really been teaching me is, is appreciating even the seasons of waiting and being content in the seasons of waiting. Um, I'm not a content person. <laughs> you can ask my husband. Um, he will gladly tell you that I'm not a content person. But the Lord has really been working in through in in me and and teaching me how to be content with where I'm at. Um, that doesn't mean that I don't want to still have children. Of course I do, but I'm contented to not. I'm contented to to sit here and and do the Lord's work and do everything I can to honor and glorify Him um, with my life, regardless of whether I have children or not. Um, because that's not my identity. My identity is found in Christ. Um, but oftentimes we put our identity in these seasons of waiting. And we think that um, because we doubt, because we fear, because we um, get frustrated, that that is who we are. Um, and it's not. We're chosen. We're chosen to be um, brought out of that and into the light. Um, but that was kind of a... a I don't know. I, yep, some of y'all might think I'm nuts. <laughs> Hopefully not. But that was just kind of a picture I had painted in my head of of what it looked like to wait on God. Um, the other scripture verse that I'm going to read from is Psalms 46, uh, verse 10. And it is a verse I'm sure that you all are probably very familiar with. It's, you know, well-known. It's a well-known scripture verse. But it's one that... When Robert and I were talking about what to do next, where to, what was what our next step would be in our trying to have in our journey of trying to have a child, um, and we decided that we were going to wait on God, that we were going to stop what we were doing and just wait. Um, he brought the scripture verse to me, and it is Psalm forty six verse ten, and it says, "Be still and know that I am God." I will, I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I'm God. Be still. Being still is not something I'm good at. 
I want to move. I want to have a plan. I want to have a plan of action. I'm a woman of action. I want to know what I got to do to get to point from point A to point B or from point B to point A, whatever it is. (laughs) Um, Being still is not something I'm good at. And when Robert read that scripture verse to me, it hit me upside the, it hit me square in the face. And I was just like, Lord, I'm not good at this. How are you? How, how, how am I going to do this? I can't do this. And the Lord was, and the, and the Lord quietly said, well, yeah, Ginger, you are going to do this. You have to do this. You don't have a choice. And I reluctantly rolled my eyes like every good teenage girl would, um, and said, fine, I'll do it. Whatever. (laughs) That was me. That was, that was my attitude towards it. Um, and then I started kind of thinking about, well, what does being still mean? What, what does that even look like? What does that mean? So being still, as in reference to this scripture verse, um, being still means to stop striving, stop fighting, to relax. I was striving so hard at that point to have a child. I was so exhausted just physically, mentally, emotionally exhausted. And I, and the Lord knew that. He knew that I couldn't keep going the at the rate of speed that I was trying to go. Um, and sometimes God calls us to be still. Because when you're when you're running 90, 90 miles an hour and you're running like a chicken with your head cut off, It's really hard to hear that still small voice. Now, think about it this way. When you're, let's say you have a two-year-old. I don't yet, but I'm sure I'm probably going to experience this one day. (laughs) Um, But I've experienced it with with my nieces and nephews. They'll be playing, running around, going 90 to nothing, hollering, screaming, having a grand time. And if I walk in the room and I go, hey, y'all, come here, it's time to have time to have snacks. If I say it like that, they're not going to hear me. They're not going to know what that, I've, that I'm calling them to come have snacks. Now, when I say it, hey, y'all, come on, it's time to have snacks. If I raise my voice a little bit, yeah, they're probably going to hear me. But God doesn't really work that way. God works in the still small voices. God's sitting there going, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Come to me. It's going to be okay. He's not standing there hollering and screaming at you to slow down and stop and wait for him. He's standing there where you started going, okay, come back. It's going to be okay. Come on. It's okay. Come back. <laughs> and I just love that image of, of God standing there where you started going, come back here. Come on. You don't need to go that fast. Come back this way. It's okay. Like you would with a two-year-old. And that's how I feel a lot of the time the Lord does me is I, as or I act like a two-year-old a lot of the time. But I had to stop striving. I had to stop moving so fast that I couldn't hear the Lord telling me to be still. And in these seasons of waiting, we oftentimes want to rush through them. We want to get through them because it's so hard and it's so uncomfortable and it's not fun that we forget to be still and to take it in and to realize that through these seasons of waiting can be such growth and such 
immense beauty can come from these seasons. And because they're uncomfortable and because they're not always fun, we kind of want to rush through them and like sweep those things to the side. When really we need to focus on those things. We need to focus on in these seasons of waiting, we need to focus on growing our relationship with God. We need to focus on building our relationship with our husband or with our family members or with our friends. We need to focus on being gaining more wisdom from, from reading his scripture verses. I have so much time right now. I don't have children. I have all the time in the world to sit down and study my Bible and be with God and talk with him. I don't work outside of my home. I work in my home. I'm by myself all day long. And I have all the time in the world to sit and talk with God. And that is a precious, precious time. And I am just now, after three years, realizing how precious this time really is. And I just wanted to point this out to you guys. I wanted to encourage you to take this time in this season of waiting as a time to grow your faith and grow in the Lord and and grow your trust and your and your hope in Him. God calls us to hope in Him. God calls us to come to Him when we are burdened, when we are heavy. And what better time to do that than when you're having to quietly wait for Him? So I want to encourage you to do that. I want to encourage you to take this time of, and season of waiting and, and come to the Lord and seek His face and seek His will for you. I hope that maybe you've gotten some encouragement from this episode. Um, I hope that I maybe haven't rambled too much or or given you, I don't know. I hope you guys don't think I'm crazy. (laughs) But um, this is just, it's something that I have been experiencing so deeply for myself. And I'm sure that there are others out there who are experiencing them for themselves as well. Just maybe maybe you're going through a different type of season of waiting, but waiting is waiting is waiting, you know. and the Lord can work through all of it. So don't forget to trust in the Lord. Don't forget to to go to Him and, and put your thoughts and your prayers and your supplications to Him. Um, humble yourself before Him and let Him know that this is hard for you. He already knows that it's hard. He already knows that, that you're human and that you're not good at this. That's not surprising or shocking to Him. Um, he's already taken into account all of that for you. So so don't don't fear going to the Lord with your um, frustrations and your brokenness and your sadness because he wants it anyway. He wants all of it. So anyway, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Um, my plans are to talk to you guys again next week, but you know how plans go. <laughs> but anyway, I hope you guys have a great week and I'll talk to you guys again next week. Love y'all.